Peace and blessings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tuned In. I'm your host, the Gypsy AJ. This is a special uh, show. Well, Let me take that back. Every show is special in its own way, but tonight we have a special guest and she's special because she's our first guest of season five. Um, It was definitely worth the wait. I hit up quite a few people a few months ago. I think I told you guys about that and um, didn't get any responses. And at first I definitely took it personal, but at the end of the day, those people couldn't even um, contact me back, you know what I mean? And at least say no. So whatever. It's all good in the hood because like I said, our guest for this episode was well worth the wait. We have Solaris, the high priestess in the building. Well, not really in the building, over the phone, but we've put together a fire-ass show for y'all. Of course, the music is in 432 Hertz. Solaris hopped on board, as do most guests, and chose the music for tonight's show. Yay! I love when our guests um, participate in the creation of the show because at the end of the day, the show is part of them as well. So we're going to talk about astrology and touch a little bit on card reading, um, tarot card reading. This show is packed with the info. Get your notebooks, get some water, roll you something if that's your thing, because you gonna learn today. Astrological house, the sun, science, planets in relation to the chakras and so much more. Let's take a quick music break and then we'll come back with our guests. This is Tuned In on the gypsyaj.com. Yeah, I'm doing 
Welcome forward, y'all. It's time to get that knowledge from our guest, Solaris. Welcome to Tuned In. How are you? Hello, hello, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. And I am absolutely lovely today. It's been kind of easy and uh, busy. How about you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Just, um... I just couldn't contain it. I'm just so excited. <laughs> I'm just so excited for this show and, you know, prepared what for the last two days. Um, but it's going to be a good one. So that's dope. Once again, thank you um, for doing the show. You're our first guest of season five. And it was definitely worth the wait. If you, uh, when we talked previously, if you remember me telling you that I had hit some folks up about coming on the show and got no response. So, um, like I said, thank you for responding and saying yes. <laughs> of course. I'm very grateful that you reached out to me. And um, I don't know, I feel like I did your vibe and it just feels very organic so it wasn't hard for me to be like yeah just a matter of timing you oh, know thank and I'm a you. Gemini moon so I'm super scattered <laughs> thank you here. thank you yeah exactly that's all that matters um all right so for those of you that are not aware of Solaris. She's an expert in astrology and tarot, really being in tune with what's going on um, astrological wise, which is very important in our day-to-day -day lives because our energy, moods, all that is affected. And what I really like about her, which prompted me to reach out to her was, um, like I said, her work that she is well-versed. Um, it's not just about, you know, like intimate relationships, which most, um, astrology astrologists um and tarot card readers like that's mostly like the basis of their work it's it's just all about you know intimate relationships and solaris's work is more self-reflective and prompts you to do that shadow work to become a better you and connect with yourself above all else um and it's really yeah. important because especially today people don't want to take account accountability for the things that they do or or say which is basically they don't want to work on themselves and mm -hmm. they're always looking for that person to blame um for whatever's going wrong in their lives without acknowledging that the part that they played but we're not gonna go off on a tangent because we have, we have, we have a right. We have a lot to cover. Um, so let's start with astrology and the most simple definition you can give for what astrology is. Okay, so the most simple definition that I could give is that. Astrology is like a key to yourself. It's the study of planets and how they affect you, your personality, the way that you talk, the way that you have relationships, the way that you love, the way that you interact with your family. Um, but it's basically like that your astrological DNA to like unlock certain key elements about yourself. You get to see your highest self and also your shadow self or your demons, if you will, um, 
through the study of astrology. And I wanted to say something because um, you call me an expert in astrology. And I want to say that astrology is so vast. And it's so much information that, like, nobody can really ever master it, you know? Okay, like, yeah, you yeah. really, really good at it. But, yeah, but, like, there's so many moving parts to astrology that to learn, you know? Um, but, yeah, like, I feel like everybody needs to know about this. Like, even if you don't want to become, like, somebody who does it for other people, right. I really wish that this was something that was taught in school for us because... It shows your personality. It shows your, you know, where your ambitions are, like your strong points, your weak points. Like these are all things about getting to know yourself. And so I always encourage people, you know, because a lot of people message me and they're like, oh, can you teach me? Will you do my chart? And I'm always like, well, that's a service that you have to pay for. Right. I'm not money hungry. I'm not money hungry like that. And so I always advise people, like, you have the ability to do this for yourself. And you know yourself more than anything. And mm -hmm. it's free, you know. Yeah. If you want to, you can just go and type in Google and put in your information. And everything is there. And once you start getting the, the basis of it, then you can really, like, study what certain phrases and you know things are but it's like really really powerful i think that people should incorporate it into their jobs um i've pitched this idea here in the city that i'm in uh -huh. um to different companies oh, wow. to do astrology um reading basically or to focus on certain aspects in people's charts so that people can know how to work together within a company because a lot of time I'm going off on a tangent but no no that's good that's good that's good I mean it's it is it's it's important and like the more and more that I you know like read things and then especially from like following you on Instagram like it it all makes sense and that it is something that we really need to get in tuned with in 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 order to to be um you know like more in tune with ourselves and understanding of ourselves and how we um you know operate basically on a day-to-day -day. Mm -hmm. very true and like i said it's just it's a good part um when you have your children and you know they're born I feel like this is good just to see like okay what type of energy you know imprint that my child is coming into this world with you know how am I going to be able to communicate with them on their level you know back to the whole job thing same thing like you're just trying to figure out how to learn how to like get along with people based off of their communication style based off of their work ethic like it's just a whole bunch of keys to unlock. And once you, I feel like when you're able to see it visually and like read um, someone's chart or read your own your own chart, you have a, a lot more grace and understanding of the people that you're interacting with, you know, versus like responding so emotional yeah. to everything. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, okay, well, I get it. Like this person, you know, Mars is an Aries. They're just naturally really aggressive people. And so I shouldn't take it personal when they talk to me, you know, so harsh because that's just their style of whatever, you know? Ah, but yeah. But it, it gives you a, a, yeah, better understanding of like who you're dealing with versus like taking things personal or like, you know? Yeah. 
That's wow. I didn't even think, I didn't even think about, well, like I said, I'm just my, me, myself, I'm just now getting, I mean, it's always been interesting to me, but like, I've never took the time to, you know, like look things up and like understand certain things. So I, that I, you know, I'm just starting out as well. And definitely when you put it that way is like when you start to look one once you start to 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 do it for yourself and then you're able to easily like recognize those those you know certain things within other people then like you said you can just be like well they're this or they're that and so I'm not going to take it personal because this is just you know like the the energy that they have in this specific area or or whatever it is so that's um yeah and it's like their, their lawyer and their their higher um self-energy because I don't want to for everybody who's listening I'm not saying to excuse somebody's behavior if they're you know being awful to you yeah but you understand that you have the higher version of yourself and then you have your shadow or Mm -hmm. your demons so you know if you're looking at somebody's chart and you're like okay their Mars is in Aries in the third house or something like that at its lower form you know they could be aggressive they could be indecisive they could be you know have the superior you know complex to other people but that's the lower nature of them so it's like I can forgive you because you haven't met your higher self yet you know that doesn't mean that I don't have to put boundaries there but like you're just not in that space yet so I understand you a little bit better (laughs) ah that is wild that's so wild so you kind of already um you kind of already answered it but do you so do you believe that us, you know, as people, we would have a more harmonious life if we were more in tuned with astrology and, and the planets and, and how they affect us? Absolutely. That's why I said I wish that this was something that was taught right. um, to us in school, like naturally, because I think that when you are able to study yourself, like, I really hate that people are like, oh, I don't believe in astrology because they get, like, horoscopes in the back of a magazine mixed up with what your natal chart is. And so it's like, this is the study of yourself. Nobody else has your natal chart unless you're, like, a twin. And even then, like, it's still degrees that are different that are going to make you different. So it's like, you truly learn to study yourself and I think that if we learned how to study ourselves first um then we would have a lot more patience and and understanding and then you know which will make us reflect that out to to other people so I think it would be um a lot of harmony but uh because that's not taught and because astrology has been made to look like a gimmick uh, Mm -hmm. by way of horoscopes in the back of a book which people aren't really even reading these horoscopes the right way because you're supposed to read your horoscope by your moon or your rising sign which is why people are like I don't believe in that I read for uh, cancer and that didn't sound like that was for me it's because you're reading it the wrong way (laughs) for one but like it's been made um, to look like a gimmick. And so a lot of people are very, it's a lot of pushback from astrology. And now that it's such a, I don't want to say a trend, now that it's so illuminated Mm -hmm. because people are trying to get back to studying themselves and, you know, finding their inner God, um, 
I feel like there's a, a good amount of people who are just like, don't already want to hear about astrology all the time and everything doesn't have to do with your sign. And I'm seeing like so many crazy videos and memes and it's just like, why are you so mad? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like it just ain't, just, you don't even know. Like you're mad because you haven't taken the time to understand, but there really is a reason why you're like that. So I get it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When people do, um, you know, get mad, get mad about certain things, astrology included. It's be in. It's like you said, you haven't even done the work to even understand it for you to be saying anything. So, <laughs> like, yeah, you just you exactly. know, go have a seat. Um, You're in your lower self. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna start. I'm definitely gonna start like look looking at people, you know, in 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 that way because everyone would just. I, I mean, I don't know. To for for me, I think everything would be a lot more chill and a lot more like calm in the world if we did have this like understanding of of um of not being the only ones or the only beings operating in this universe if that makes sense you know what i mean there's there's right. a whole, there's so many other things happening and and going on and and people are just so mm, i don't know if one sided is the word but just I don't know one side, one sided, one track. Y'all, y'all know, y'all understand what I'm saying. Um, so, um, (laughs) um, like I mentioned earlier and you guys will have to excuse the planes, uh, if you do hear them in the recording, because you know, the studio is near an air force base and they always pick odd ass times to, um, start flying around and yeah. So, um, so like I mentioned earlier, I'm not ashamed to say that I just learned not too long ago not too long ago about the sun sign, moon sign, um, and ascension. So um, briefly, if you could break down um, each one of those and and a little bit like yeah yeah well yeah or or yeah like the sun sign the moon sign and then ascension if you could just break those down just um a little bit you know like real brief um okay so that you know people have a better understanding of what those are because those make those um make a difference right yes they do so um your your sun sign um and astrology would basically be <clears throat> basically how, not how others perceive you, but your sun sign is like your personality. If you think about the sun, it's like this is the part of you that's illuminated, your mind, the way that you think about things, um, and your personality. And then you have your moon sign, which is more of your, you think about the moon coming out at night, more of your shadow side, a more mm-hmm. intimate side where lovers get to know this side of, of yourself um, or family. And then you have your rising sign, which is how you're perceived, your energy is perceived to others. So you could be like a, a fire, a sun and moon, but have like a water rising, like a, a, 
a cancer rising. So you might come off as very uh, maternal and nurturing to others around you, um, but still be like, I've never seen a, a what sign could I say? Uh, I've never seen a Sagittarius be that way, you know, be so mm-hmm. maternal and so giving or whatever. And it's because of that's the energy that's being perceived with you, with your rising sign. Oh, okay. that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. I took my little notes too. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, um, that's definitely very, very, um, very interesting. So, so if you know what those signs are, which which each of those are like for you personally, then basically, like you said, the you can you know how others perceive you, your personality, and then you know like the more like intimate sides of you, or or you know not so revealing. Yeah. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Pretty interesting. Yeah. So, um, so your son yeah. would be basically like your personality or your ego, like I was saying. So that's why when I was saying earlier, people are like, oh, I don't believe in horoscopes and stuff. It's because you're really supposed to read your horoscope from your rising or your moon sign. Um, because that's a little bit more detailed versus like your sun. Cause you, you know, or mainly I say from your moon and your rising, cause a lot of people don't know what time they were born. So a right. lot of people don't know what their ascendant sign is. Uh-huh. So I would say the next one to go to is your moon, but your sun and moon are ruled by different houses. So if you're going to look at a general horoscope mm-hmm. for your sun sign, mm-hmm. it's not going to make sense for you because your sun is ruled by a different house. If that makes sense. Ah. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we're we're gonna talk about the the different houses um because you just threw me for a loop. I know you threw everybody else for a loop, um, especially like you said, when you just in the back of the magazines, they have the horoscopes and you're just like, oh, okay, I know I'm a Taurus. So I'm going to read this. And, and, and what we're understanding right now is that's not the proper way to read it. So, right. um, I told you guys we had a fire ass show. Um, when do we ever play about the knowledge on Tuned In? Feel these vibes, Solaris the High Priestess and the Gypsy AJ. Tuned In Radio Show. Be right back. Mommy, you got a foul mind, you're sticking away. I got the birds viewing the sun on the way Come to the mountain and we'll regenerate Look out for the wildfires, we live in L.A. Gold diggers and gold zillas, eh? They all on their way, all on their way, way We get no water, we get no rain, eh? But you on your wave, you on your way, way High trips on dinosaurs, hit the shores Cause we over the board like matadors I said, hey, baby, human nature, we in danger Need angels like you to step up and switch up the angles Said, hey, leave your faith Stars will change, they'll relocate.
before you mind repeat these types of days I want you residing on top of my island I need you to stay I just wanna feel your breeze your sunlight on my shade I'm so excited I don't wanna hide it I know what to say I wanna be on for the day no matter the offer they make we need to get lost in a cave yeah all for it I wanna be on for the day I wanna be on for the day No matter the offer they made We need to be lost in the days Yeah, all for it, I'm telling you that I Belong in the sun to subscribe to thegypsyaj.com to keep in touch and up to date on all things tuned in.
welcome forward. We're here with Solaris, the high priestess. We're going to keep it moving. Um, so we know what astrology is. We know about the sun sign, moon sign, and ascension or rising sign. So now let's discuss planets um, in relation to the zodiac signs. So the planets are connected to each zodiac sign. Is that right? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, let's, yeah, oh, let's, <laughs> no, no, you're good. Um, yeah. So, so let's, let's, we'll start there of how the planets are connected um, to each sign. Okay. Okay, cool. So, um, I'm going to try to make this as, or digestible as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, each each planet um, is ruled by a different sign. So I'm just going to go through the list, and okay. then we'll go into details. So Mars um, rules the planet, or Mars is ruled by Aries. Okay. And then um, Taurus, or I'm sorry, I'm going backwards. Venus is ruled by Taurus and Libra. And then we have Mercury, which is ruled by Gemini and Virgo. Then we have uh, the moon, which is ruled by uh, the sign Cancer. And then we have the sun, which is ruled by Leo, which is like ego. And then we have the planet Pluto, which is ruled by <clears throat> Scorpio. And then we have Sagittarius, which is ruled by Jupiter. And then Saturn is... Um, ruled by Capricorn, and then Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, and Pisces by Neptune. So each of these signs and planets, like, they're assigned to each other. They have the energy. Um, those signs have the energy of that planet. So okay. for me, um, I'm a Virgo sun. So I'm ruled by Mercury, which makes me, I'm, my sun and moon is Virgo Gemini. So I'm ruled by, uh, double ruled by the planet Mercury, which makes me an extreme communicator. I love researching. So the basis of my personality and the way that I come off and my ego and my shadow side is all rooted in being able to talk or teach in some type of way. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah. So it, it gets a little bit, not complicated, but, um, more detailed when you get to like the houses and stuff like that, but like that's the basis. So um, now that we went through those, I'll break down which what each um, planted like planet the characteristics of each planet is. Okay. Okay. Yes. My bad, y'all. My Virgo <laughs> Gemini, like I be like speeding up in my head because I just want to like talk, and then my mouth sometimes can't follow. <laughs> so. Um, Mars, like I said, um, is uh, associated with the sign of Aries. And so Mars' characteristics deal with your work ethic and also your sex drive. Okay. Um, this is basically like a leadership quality. And the question that surrounds it is like, what motivates you? What is your your will? You know, what's your desire? What is your, your goals um, connected to? So like, if you have Mars in your chart naturally in Aries, then you could be a go-getter, like super ambitious. But if you have Mars in like Libra or Cancer, you might need to feel emotionally connected to 
what you're working on or you're going to lose interest in it. You know, if you have Mars and Cancer, especially uh, Cancer is very uh, temperamental. So if you have Mars and Cancer, it's like, eh, sometimes I can be motivated to do things and sometimes I just really don't want to. Uh, (laughs) If you have like Mars and Taurus, then you would, money and luxury would be your motivation. I want to have nice things. How do I have nice things? This is what, you know, motivates me. So I want to work. Um, you might be really good at like creating your own business uh, for that reason. Same with Mars and Aries, if that makes sense. Wow. That's an example for that. Yeah. So then we go into Venus. So Venus deals with the divine um, feminine energy, naturally. So this is like what we love, you know. So if your Venus is in Taurus, you might have an eye for fashion, Um Taurus or Libra, you might have an eye for fashion. You might be into, you know, interior decorating or um, clothing just because your your view on beauty is, like, luxurious. And if you have that placement, you also might have really expensive taste. You want the best of everything. Um, if you have Venus and Scorpio, you know, that's not a lovely placement. That's what my placement is. <laughs> um, you might have issues with, um, you know, being possessive over people or wanting to be, like, really attached because Scorpio is naturally, y'all follow me, Scorpio is naturally ruled by Pluto. And Pluto is the planet of, like, death and destruction and rebirth and, and getting to the truth of something. And so when you pair Venus, which is, lovely and nice and feminine with mm-hmm. something like Scorpio, a lot of times you can have like really karmic or like intense relationships with people because you're learning the art of letting go instead of being attached oh, to someone. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so then we, we follow, to, we follow. Uh, huh? I said we follow, we follow. <laughs> Okay, cool. So then we have the next planet is Mercury, um, which I said is ruled by um, Gemini and Virgo. So Mercury is the planet of communication and of messages. Um, And so when you think about Mercury, everybody is well-versed in what Mercury retrograde is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even if you don't really know people, just like it just has become this, like, demonized thing, like, oh, my God, everything is going to fail. Yes. Yeah. But Mercury rules communication, which is also essentially with technology, with phones, with computers and things like that. Any way that you can receive a message, which could be mail, talking, you know, the phone or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, when it's in retrograde, um, it can feel like things are going slower or kind of messing up. But really when a planet is in retrograde, it's giving you time to slow down and think before making impulsive choices. So retrograde should really be beneficial to a lot of people. But because people have demonized it and made it so, like, trendy, it's like, oh, we're just going to blame it on Mercury retrograde. Yeah. Well, really, if you have something that's falling apart in your life, it's because Mercury is the planet of messages. So it's like, slow down. Like, mm-hmm. what are we not? You're not paying attention to details. You're not paying attention to the way that you're communicating with people. So now I'm forcing you to have you know, messed up communication with somebody because you need to focus on what you're saying and how you're interpreting messages, all right? Mm, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so if you have, like, Mercury in your chart in, um, 
let's say, in Aries, because that seems to be, for some reason, I'm drawn to saying that today. <laughs> um, and Aries is, uh, y'all follow me, it's deep, but like Aries <laughs> is ruled, we're going to get into houses next, but Aries is ruled by the first house. So basically, Aries is like the baby sign of the zodiac. So it's very mm. self-centered, not necessarily in a bad way, it's a good self-centered because they know how to put themselves first. So if you're dealing with somebody who has Mercury and Aries, they might be like, well, how does this affect me? Like, I don't really care. How does this affect me? Which is clear boundaries. Mm-hmm. But people can take that uh, trait from somebody else and be like, you're selfish. You don't think about anybody else, and which they have to learn, you know, that too. But that's their placement of just like, well, I don't understand what this has to do with me or like what you want me to do about it, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So then um, the next planet is uh, the moon. And so the moon um, deals with your subconscious mind. Um, It also deals with the, I'm going to say the other side of the divine feminine, the, the great mother, the, you know, the destruction, you can get the wrath of a woman when she's hurt. And that's what the moon to me embodies. Um, These are all emotions that can lie dormant in your subconscious mind. Um, And so when you think about the moon is the only like planet that changes very rapidly. It changes every two to three days. So if you are somebody who, like me, I'm a Cancer rising, you're very intuitive if you have a cancer placement, but you're also very temperamental. Your moods can change very rapidly um, with this placement, which goes into a whole nother segment that I want to get to one day. When people, I'm going to say this, and it, it'll be controversial, but like when we get down to like mental illnesses and things, uh-huh. when you study your chart and you understand your chart, it might really seem like somebody has a mental illness. (laughs) But the truth is, is like when you study their thing, like somebody who has a cancer placement, it's like, damn, your mood is always changing, but the moon changes every two days into a different sign. We're all heavily affected by the planets and the energy that they have on us. So a person with a cancer placement, their moon is going to change. Their mood can change very quickly. If you have um, a Gemini placement, you're... um, you have dual aspects to you. You're able to see both sides of a situation. So it's not that you're two-faced or you talk too much or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a placement. If you have Scorpio placements, that's connected to death and, and spirituality. So a lot of times, you know, back in the day before Westernized stuff, like, you know, people who would hear voices and things, mm-hmm. let's say that that could be a Scorpio um, aspect to them where they're picking up on other people's spiritual messages because they're ruled by a planet that deals with death you know but because that has been like washed away from us and it's like okay well you know just go about this one way when really that's a part of having a gift but that's when you understand your chart and it's not something that scares you i know that got super deep but like that's crazy no that's that's crazy (laughs) that you say that because like you said it's true that when Um, I feel like especially older people, when they are able to see things that other people can't see or hear things that other people can't hear, like you said, it's kind of just like they're looked at as if they're 
like crazy or as if they are making it up basically or like lying like my great grandmother she's not here anymore but my great grandmother she her birthday is November 8th I believe and she at night well no not always at night sometimes during the day too she would see people and Uh when she I don't think at first she started you know she was saying saying anything or telling anybody but as she got older and she would mention it and she would say it a lot of family members would just be like there's nobody there stop talking about that stuff and would kind of just like leave it at that but it's like at the end of the day if, if someone is connected in that type of way like how can you say that they don't see anything or they don't hear anything exactly that's and wild. it's suppressing a lot of people's natural ability yep. to be able to be a conduit between this realm and the spiritual realm. And so I've been wanting to talk about that for a minute. <laughs> so I'm grateful that I'm able to be on your platform just to, you know, shed light and give a different perspective. Of course, I'm not, you know, like giving medical advice or anything, but yeah. it's just a different way to look at it because, you know, I've done so many readings and people really struggle with um, this, like hearing things or or seeing things or whatever. And it's like, oh, you know, I don't know if I'm going crazy or whatever they deem it to be. And it's like, well, sometimes that is just a part of your gift or they know it and they've been living with it for so long and they suppress it. And it's like they feel bad about it versus like, you would be considered a shaman, you know, back in the mm-hmm. day or, or an oracle or something like that where people were, you know, respected you and your gifts. Um, but that just kind of gotten, you know, beaten out of us, you know, as time has progressed. But we're getting back to there. So that's why everybody's kind of on this wave of spirituality right now. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, so, it's, it's, it, it gets deep, but it's, once once you know it's it's more you understand it more well first off you you know you have to have the um the desire and the motivation to to research it more you know before you can just write it off but then once you research it more and you become and you you understand more about you know like what what's going on um out there it's just I don't know it's crazy it's 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 not crazy I gotta choose I gotta choose a different word it's not crazy it's just it's mind-blowing yes it's mind-blowing and it's definitely um eye-opening and not our two regular eyes so um yeah that's it's that's that's pretty dope yeah that's pretty dope. And that's why it's, like, amazing to study yourself because it's like, man, these are the keys. Like, I just, there's so many people who, if they would have known this about themselves or this were introduced in school, like I said, I think a lot of things would be really, really different um, in life. Okay, I'm going to go to the next uh, planet so I'm not talking too much with my Virgo Gemini self. <laughs> so the next... Uh, 
planet or placement is the sun, uh, which is ruled by Leo. And so this is about your ego. Like I said, um, the sun is illuminating parts about yourself. This is the, the part that shines. And so this deals with creative energy. When you think about the sun, that's how things are able to be created and things grow. Um, and so, yeah. And then the next uh, planet is Pluto, which is ruled by Scorpio, like I said. And this deals with um, death and rebirth, and also on a different level, the subconscious mind um, as well. And so this deals with like a lot of emotional placements and, and subconscious energy and things that have been suppressed. And your shadow self, let's just say that. It deals with your shadow side. And then um, the next one is Jupiter, which is the planet of expansion and luck. So a lot of times, like, you know, this is ruled by the sign of Sagittarius. So when somebody is a Sagittarius, I always say Sagittarius get away with a lot more stuff than other people do because they have luck on their side um, and they're able to expand and grow and get into philosophy um, a lot with this placement. And then um, we have Saturn, which is ruled by Capricorn. And so Saturn is like uh, father time, basically. And this deals with restrictions and discipline and growth. Okay. Um, and so it's kind of like it's, it's discipline. It's like the daddy energy to me because it's like you need to pay attention to what needs to be done and follow whatever you need to follow to get your shit together. <laughs> and then I um, don't and then we have Uranus, uh, which is ruled by Aquarius. And so Uranus is more forward thinking. We'll call it like the free spirited, like hippie type of energy. Okay. Um, the planet that challenges Saturn, really. The challenges uh, restrictions, challenges like why things have to be the way that they are, which we're in the age of Aquarius. So you see right. a lot of people are starting to question things and wanting to do things, you know, the holistic way and not necessarily the way that things have been paved out for us to, you know, do it. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is Neptune, which is ruled by Pisces. And so this is like the dream-like planet. This also deals with the subconscious mind, and this deals with like a lot of empathy. And to me, like karmic ties and, and past lifetimes and the planet of wisdom, um, it's the oldest sign of the zodiac like Aries is the baby Pisces is the oldest so a lot of times oh, wow. when you meet Pisces um, they can have a lot more wisdom and like understanding but sometimes they can struggle with mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. um, but yeah so that was I hope that made sense and it wasn't too like too much oh yeah no it, it definitely made sense and um it's never it's never too much information because basically all people have to do now they pretty much have the foundation so now they just need to you know just continue on you know with the learning and the research and the studying for sure and um as we mentioned before earlier this goes back to why and how astrology is important to our everyday lives and and how we can live more um harmonious like against or not against um um along with others and and ourselves for sure so what about 
planets in relation to the chakras and really quick for those that aren't familiar with what chakras or chakras are they are energy centers uh within the body that balance our spiritual mental and physical aspects um so yeah so if you can explain that for us the planets um in relation to the chakras chakras yes okay so we'll start at the root so as i said earlier Mm -hmm. mars is the planet of work your work ethic but also like your sex drive and the root chakra is ruled by the planet mars and you think about the root and where it's located you guys can google it um that's where a lot of your sexual energy is going to stem from um, that's where your identity is going to stem from, where your desires stem from. You're, you're rooted into the earth, basically. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, that one. that's a whole nother discussion. Too. Yeah. <laughs> that can get super deep. Um, and then the next one, the next one is the sacral chakra, which um, is ruled by Venus. So when you think about the sacral chakra being orange, this is like, where you love, you know, where you get butterflies at, you know, when you, you like somebody and um, this is a, where a lot of your, where your root chakra is rising up to get butterflies or like get excited. It's like your sexual energy is starting to rise through that. So that's where you would feel love at. Okay. Then we have the solar plexus, which is, you know, the color yellow. And so this is ruled by the sun. And so this has a lot to do with your self-esteem, the way that you view yourself, the way that you come off to people. So your personality and your ego. Um, And then we have the heart chakra, which is ruled by the moon. Your heart can forever change, Mm -hmm. have different feelings all (laughs) of the time, um, but it's very nurturing still. And the color for that is um, green. And then we have the throat chakra, which deals with, can you guess what planet would be associated with the throat chakra? Uh, Mercury? Yeah. (laughs) So Mercury, because again, Mercury is the planet of communication um, and the way that you're, you know, thinking about things. And so with your throat chakra, you know, the way that you're communicating and when you can tell when you have some of these, uh, chakras blocked, yeah. which I've been talking about lately on my um, Instagram. Um, because if like you had your throat chakra was blocked, that would mean, you know, you're not speaking up and telling your truth or speaking on how you feel about certain things. And so that causes like all types of you not being in alignment with yourself and it just throws off a lot of shit. Then we have the third eye chakra, which is ruled by um, Saturn. And so this would be with your third eye, the way that you're interpreting the world that we're in right now. You know, mm-hmm. I would say like seeing the restrictions that we have, seeing through the bullshit, like yeah. where you get your knowledge and your wisdom at when your third eye is opened. Um, and so, yeah, wisdom and, and just dealing with what we see. And then we have the crown chakra, which is um, associated with Jupiter. And so Jupiter is the planet of luck and expansion. 
But like I said earlier, it's ruled by Sagittarius, which is about philosophy. So a lot of times all of your knowledge and spiritual knowledge that you're learning is coming through your crown chakra. That's when you're able to see things from a non-personal perspective or a bird's eye view um, because you're gaining this wisdom and you're able to, when your crown chakra is clear and open and you're able to receive information, um, it's expansive and it's beautiful. But if your third eye is blocked, then that shows that your crown is blocked, so it would be really hard to, like, expand on spirituality and, like, what love is and, like, you know, mm-hmm. being able to accept others for who they are and accepting yourself. So, yeah. Oh, um, and then one more time, because I um, missed it, what was the, the planet that was con- uh, in relation to the crown? Jupiter. Jupiter. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. I told you I got I got my notebook and I got my pencil as well um, taking notes. Um, okay, so really quick because a question you sparked a question when you talked about the throat chakra. So if that is open and you know you you're speaking your mind, you're standing up for yourself and stuff like that, would you say that the anxiety that comes with that of, 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 you know, just speak, well, not everyone has that, but you know, some people, when, when it comes time for you to stand up for yourself or, or tell someone how you feel about something, um, most likely if it's, if it's kind of on the negative side of things, there's anxiety that, that comes with that. So would you say that when that throat chakra is, open or balanced that that anxiety kind of like subsides to where you are able to you know uh, um say say what's on your mind or say you know whatever it is that you have to say Uh, okay so i would say that if you have one chakra that's like out of alignment then that shows that others are Uh um if you are having anxiety about being able to speak up Uh um or even okay so you can either have it could be balanced or it could be over or under stimulated so some people who just like run off out the mouth and they talk too much it's over uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) So it's like they can have a lack of anxiety because it's like, well, damn, like, what about the other chakras? Like, you're not even listening to anything else. Um, (laughs) And then if it's like, you know, under and you're not utilizing it, I think that at first when you're learning to unblock it, but Mm -hmm. you're also focusing on unblocking other things, which Mm -hmm. would be like in your solar plexus, if your self-esteem is messed up which is connected to your your intuition as well, mm-hmm. then you're going to have anxiety about speaking up and defending yourself. So it's not just like a one type okay. of thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that I feel like if you're having anxiety, it will come from the lower chakras first that are rising up that's making you feel nervous. But the more that you meditate, mm-hmm. the more that you ground yourself mm-hmm. um, and and read and expand, I think that it gets a lot easier and that anxiety starts to subside a lot more. And that's when your crown chakra can be expansive and it's like, okay, I'm not really attached to the outcome of my words or how they're going to be received. I know that this is my truth. I'm not gossiping. I'm not slandering. I'm just speaking my truth. And with my truth, there's no anxiety attached to that. 
That's true. Right? That makes, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense because I, you know, I just know that there's a well, not like a lot of people, but there's just like a few people, friends of mine, and it's kind of just like. You just have to say whatever it is that you need to say. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't hold back and 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 feel like you have no voice. But like you said, that at the end of the day, self esteem is is also you know related to that. To where if if that's kind of like on the on the lower end, then you are gonna have that anxiety, or you are just gonna be like whatever about it when when you shouldn't be when you when you need to just say you know like whatever it is that you need to say um Uh all right so we got that down we are about halfway through the show coming up what i've been wanting to learn more about astrological houses um so Get you some more water, like I told you at the beginning of the show. Um, get you some water, whatever or whatever you're sipping on. Roll up if that's your thing, and we will circle back right after the break. You can listen to all five seasons of Tuned In on thegypsyaj.com under the Tuned In tab and on Mixcloud. Hit that play button day or night. It's never a wrong time to catch a vibe and catch a message.
Welcome forward. I'm the Gypsy AJ. We got Solaris, the High Priestess, dropping the gems and giving us the game on all things um, astrology. Well, not all things, not like everything, but um, some basic stuff to get you guys um, interested and and ready to do the research on your own because y'all already know that's how we are on Tuned In. We give you the info and that should... um, prompt you to to continue the work and do the work on your own so now the part I've definitely been looking forward to um, and learning more about the astrological houses I'm so excited Um, so astrological houses also known as the 12 houses of the zodiac are based on the earth's 24-hour rotation is that right Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So kind of like a clock. Um, so if you can help us out on how it works, basically, how this like Zodiac clock works. Okay, so um, first, what you have to know is that if you don't know what time you were born, um, you're not going to know the correct houses for your chart. And I know that's really unfortunate, mm-hmm. but... Um, when you were born, um, the planets were in certain signs and houses. And so it really shows like the energy of the sign that you were born in, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's very essential to 
know the time that you're born. I just wanted to put that out there. Um, so basically, the houses are numbered 1 through 12, just like the Zodiac. And if you think about it, like when you're born, depending on the house that the planet is so hard to explain. <laughs> it's kind of like turning your own, like putting your own time on the the natural zodiac wheel. Mm-hmm. So like nobody's chart is going to be like necessarily perfectly lined up. Like you're not going to be like, oh, I'm in Aries in the first house, like because everything goes to, a house goes to each sign. So like when oh. you're born, it's basically like kind of, twisted a little bit so um for me I'll just use me as an example um I'm a Virgo and Virgo's natural house is the sixth house okay and I'm gonna get to to that Virgo's uh, natural house is the sixth house but my when I was born I was born um with Virgo in the fourth house so, like, where Virgo is about being of service to others and being a healer, the fourth house is cancer. It's ruled by cancer. So mm. that's nurturing and maternal energy and also, like, temperamental energy. So, you know, I could be of healing and of service to other people. I could basically be, like, a healing mother to people. Mm-hmm. Or my Gemini moon, Gemini's natural house is the third house. But mine is in the 12th house, which is Pisces. So, like, I love to communicate and I love to listen to information from the subconscious mind, which goes into what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. Doing tarot is a form of metaphysical therapy. So doing tarot cards are dealing with people's subconscious minds, their hidden secrets, um, their suffering, because the 12th house has a lot to do with people suffering, their karmic debts, and all of those types of things. Mm -hmm. So I know how to communicate those things and interpret those things to where people understand. So... Somebody else could be a Virgo with a Gemini moon, but their houses might be completely different. Theirs could be, you know, Virgo in the seventh house, Mm -hmm. which is ruled by Libra. So they might be very into beauty, but also into relationships. And they define their identity through being in a relationship with somebody. You get what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's completely different from me being maternal and loving versus somebody who has a seventh house placement so oh goodness <laughs> yeah um, so um each house is basically the what we've kind of gone over but um i guess i'll say it like in a in a different type of way where you can understand it because there's also mantras for each house as well Ooh. so the first house um deals with the way that you present yourself to people because again this is dealing with your outward personality um and so this is how people view you this is how you know where your leadership uh qualities start to arise because when you think about aries this is somebody who likes to bring order to people's life okay Mm -hmm. then we have the second house which is ruled by um taurus and Libra because it's venus (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, y'all write this down. So the first house is still ruled by Aries. Okay. And so this is dealing with the way that, you know, how things affect you and yourself and your ego. So like your identity? The second, yeah, your identity. Okay. The second house 
is ruled um, by Venus, which is Libra and Taurus, and Taurus, which is dealing with money and the way that you, your relationship with money, the way that you like to make money, and it also deals with like, I want to say this off the record, like food a lot of times. Oh, um, wow. People who have like second house placements, like they really love like eating really good quality food and sometimes they can overindulge in that yeah. relationship with food. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's and interesting. The, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's interesting. It's just like, it's like once it clicks, it makes sense and you're like, oh, okay, so like this is my sign but like this is the energy that encompasses that sign this is why I can be completely different from a fellow Virgo we act nothing alike because our houses are completely different like I might have a mansion and she might have an apartment right so like we have a different perspectives on life right now wow that's a good example I that's think. right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so the next one is the third house, um, <clears throat> which is ruled by uh, Gemini, and it's uh, ruled by the planet Mercury, which is communication. So this is somebody who loves to talk, but it's also related to your friends, your siblings, um, and it can be related to like uh, school and learning, okay. because again, this is talking and interpreting information. Mm-hmm. So. Siblings, communication, um, friends, and education. Okay. Then <clears throat> we get to the fourth house. So y'all follow me. The fourth house is the moon, mm-hmm. which is associated with the sign of cancer. Okay. So the fourth house deals with, when you think about the moon... No, I don't want to use that example. The fourth house is associated with your home, okay. with your family, um, and with the, the the divine feminine energy. So if you have fourth house placement, you might really take pride in staying at home and making your house your nest, mm-hmm. you know, making it look cozy in the way that you want it to be because you're kind of like on hermit mode and you want to be in your house and make it feel comfortable. Um, but then really being connected to your family and deeply rooted to, you know, maybe not necessarily moving anywhere because you're, uh, very close to home and very close to your family, if that makes sense. Yeah. For okay. Sure. Speaking of family, my mom is calling. But <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Sorry, mom. We got to call yeah. you back. <laughs> right. She'll be fine. So then we have... The next one is the fifth house. So the fifth house is uh, ruled by the sun, okay. which is associated with the sign of Leo. Okay. So uh, remember fifth house being the sun, this is illuminating something. Mm-hmm. Um, this deals with creative um, pursuits, but also with romance. Okay. Um, Leo is associated with the heart or the heart chakra, okay. if you will. So a lot of times if you have fifth house placement, um, you'll be like a hopeless romantic. You'll want to, you know, woo your lover and do whatever they want because of this house energy. It's very childlike, very fearless, very puppy love type energy. And it does with fertility too. Okay, cool. Okay. 
And then we have the sixth house. So the sixth house is um, associated with the sign of Virgo. Okay. And so this deals with um, self-care. Okay. Your health needs, um, really focusing on health a lot and habits, having order um, or being organized. I'll say that. And being very logical. So people who have like a Virgo rising mm-hmm. or like six house, house placements, they're extremely organized people. They're very health conscious people. And they are of service to other people, but they also believe in heavily like self-care. Like, okay. what does that look like for me? I got to learn how to put myself first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Okay. All right. And then... We have the seventh house, which is um, ruled by the sign of Libra. And so this is talking about relationships, okay? Mm -hmm. Relationships, marriages, um, business partnerships, and contracts. So I was given the example earlier of if if I were a Virgo ruled by the seventh house, I would be very like relationship oriented. Mm-hmm. A lot of my identity would come through not even just a love relationship, but by partnerships. I would be like, you know, I could probably be successful if I have a group or a team of people who can help me with doing stuff. They're very like codependent sometimes like in a good way mm-hmm. with the, as far as being like a, a team player but also could in their lower selves be codependent on finding their identity through other people as well um so you know if you have libra placements that's something that you want to look out for y'all right. libra or seventh house placements making sure that you're not conducting codependent relationships with people Ooh. okay yeah that's interesting then we have the eighth house. So the eighth house is Scorpion energy, Scorpio. And so this deals with sex. It deals okay. with your finances. Um, it deals with shared resources. Okay. Um, a lot of times when people have eighth house placements, they can inherit money. Um through, it sounds bad, but they can inherit money through, you know, if they lost somebody, like in a family or through a marriage, they would inherit money that way. Um, they could also inherit money through sex work a lot of the time. Okay. Um, because that's a very strong placement. So, like, sex work is, like, that's a big deal for people who have eighth house with scorpionic energy. Like, they are really good at that. Right. <laughs> and so they can gain a lot of money. Um they can gain a lot of money through, uh, you know, things like that. And they can also lose a lot of money, too, um, because eighth house in Scorpio is about overindulging in things that make them feel good and pleasure. So if you have any eighth house, um, you know, things in your chart, you want to make sure that you have your vices under control because, you know, if you have uh, access to having a lot of money or you're just, like, you got that eighth house, like, fire sexual energy and you're able to finance people, 
even without <laughs> sex, but just like finesse people to do things that you want for them, you know, you want to make sure that you have balance with that and that you're not racking up like karmic debt through that as well. Hmm. It's interesting. And it's also associated with the occult, too. So a lot of times, eighth house of Scorpios um, can be really good at doing, you know, magic spells and, okay. and all of those type of things. They have an affinity for wanting to do things like that. And it, it's not really scary to them. It actually scares them that they're drawn to that mm -hmm. and that they know that they could be powerful. So a lot of times, Scorpios will, like, hold themselves back from wanting to do it but mm. if they like find balance in it and they can be really like talented at it wow that's pretty interesting yeah that's interesting and then we have um the ninth house which is associated with the sign of sagittarius and if y'all remember sagittarius is ruled by the planet jupiter mm -hmm. so this is about expansion luck and growth now with this ninth house when you think about expansion that shows traveling so this house has a lot to do with being able to travel not really wanting to be in one space people who have sagittarius placements or ninth house would be like i don't really want to just live in one place forever um compared to like the cancer sign they might stay in their hometown for the rest of their lives and be okay with it but sagittarius is like no i want to live somewhere else or i need to be constantly going on trips somewhere because they want to know about different cultures different languages um and understand like different perspectives and philosophy okay yeah. Sagittarius. All right. Um, and a, a lot of times with the ninth house and Sagittarius, they could be into um, things that have to do with spirituality or religion okay. as well. Because they understand, you know, philosophy and culture and things like that. And so they might be well-versed in, like, the Bible and, like, understanding the Bible or understanding, you know, chakras or whatever right. um, because they expand on that type of knowledge and wisdom which again the crown chakra is ruled by Jupiter mm -hmm. Jupiter is ruled by Sagittarius which is the ninth house so spirituality and religion are like a prevalent thing for that house okay. man I surprised myself with like <laughs> how much I know off the dome like wow whoa <laughs> This was, like, really refreshing for me because you don't realize how much you know until, like, you're talking about it. And it's like, this is not a book. Like, this is all in my head. It's yeah, crazy. that's pretty. Yeah, that's pre that's pretty dope. And then but then that's how you know that you understand when you don't have to hold on. Let me Google that really quick or hold right. up. Let me let me see. I wrote that down somewhere. Like that's how you know when you really know something and know about something when you're able to just talk about it and 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 also break it down for like, you know, like the average person that may that may not know as as much, you know, about it. Like that's when you right. know like I fucking know my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then that goes into my chart again. Being a Virgo with a Gemini moon, I love researching and studying things. And so I am able to obtain um, a lot of information in that way to be able to share, you know, knowledge with people. So. Yeah, for sure. How astrology works. Yeah, for so, sure. So um, 
The next house is the tenth house, which is associated with the sign of Capricorn. So if you know any Capricorns, you know that a lot of times they are very focused and business oriented. Mm -hmm. They care about their careers. So this house talks about your career and your long-term goals, the structure to get to your long-term goals. Um, It also deals with like your status um, and... Capricorn is associated with the sign of, I mean, the planet uh, Saturn, like I was saying earlier. Mm -hmm. So you think about, like, father time and restriction. So a lot of times, you know, these these placements are really like, what is my plan? Like, you know, when they're in college, it's like, I have to go to college. This is my plan. This is what I need to do. I want to follow this perfectly because they're really driven off of making sure that they're able to keep up with their status and their career and not just, like, kind of breathing through life. They need structure. So that's what that house represents. I know some of those people. (laughs) Right? That's a whole other thing. Making sure that you pick friends that are different different elements from you. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and different signs from you because you're going to absorb their energy and they can inspire you or they can drain you. So, you know, choosing your friends wisely. Okay. That's definitely true. Then we go to um, the 11th house. And the 11th house is ruled by Aquarius. And Aquarius, like I told y'all earlier, is about really challenging restrictions and kind of being more of like on the humanitarian level, thinking about the collective. Mm -hmm. So this house deals with like groups of people um, and social awareness um, and being a humanitarian. So it's a very selfless house, like collectively, like what's going on? Like. I want to be able to speak up for people, you know, who can't speak up for themselves. And I want everybody to have, like, equal rights and be even, which we're, you know, in the age of Aquarius. Yeah. And then the last house is the 12th house. Which is ruled by (laughs) Pisces. Okay. So the 12th house is kind of complicated because, okay, so it it deals with the subconscious mind, but it also deals with, like, a lot of karmic energy and wisdom. Okay. And I have a whole theory about, like, my theory is that I feel like we all are... (laughs) reincarnated to be each of the astrological signs until we get to like Pisces okay and then we are able to ascend because I think that like from Aries to Pisces like you go through so many different lessons to get to Pisces to where you're able to gain wisdom you know Okay. And yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's just my theory. I mean, it's not factual, but that's what yeah. I came up with in my head and so yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, so this deals with um, wisdom and spirituality and, you know, karmic uh, things and kind of like uh, being connected to just the spiritual realm. A lot of people who have 12th house placements or 
really connected to spirituality and being able to interpret messages from um, spirit. And there's a level, I always say that with Pisces, they are 12 house. They feel like they have to suffer for other people's comfort. Okay. Um, a lot of times because they do have so much wisdom and understanding about who people are and how they are. So a lot of times 12th house or Pisces can come off as being like, I don't know, pushovers in a way mm-hmm. or, you know, not really being able to stand up for themselves. But it's not that. I just think that they have a deeper understanding of like people. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, eh, I'm not really even trying to like indulge and like fight with you. You know, karmically, right. I don't want to deal with that. I just, yeah. So... That's all the houses. I hope that that was, like, good. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, like I said, like, I took my notes, and it definitely, um, it's definitely an eye-opener on so many levels, and you guys can Google, um, a chart so that you can see it visually, and then just kind of, like, enter in, you know, once you know, uh, uh, like what time you were born and all you have to do is order you a birth certificate, just order yourself a birth certificate. When you get your birth certificate, your time is on there. Um, so it's once you, once people can see it visually, like you mentioned earlier, I think that that's when it'll, um, you know, like click more and and make more and make more sense. So, um, definitely like with your, I was going to say one more thing with your, um, understanding the house is like, once you put in your birthday and your time, Mm -hmm. it's like, that's your own time, and then you would place that on top of, like, the actual astrological will. And so it's, like, um. putting in that information, and it goes into different houses. I'm trying to think of, like, a toy that has, like, something that you would spin on top, and then it's, like... Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I can't think of a, a toy, but I feel like it's one that exists. But it's, like, this is my own time compared to the natural time of the planets right now which is what makes the houses different for everyone. If you, yeah. (laughs) Um, so if you're okay, so is there, if you know of one, is there like a website, I guess that people can go to and put in their birthday and the time and then the wheel, kind of like generates if that makes sense and and has everything yes. like laid out for you yes um let me double check this hold on okay. no, this is what i do have to google to make sure that you can see the uh the will but i believe cafe astrology okay um, i think i've been on their website a few times yeah and then there are so many apps Oh, like NATO chart in the app. Yeah. Um, not most of the times it'll bring up your chart, but then it'll also show like, um, the planets and everything that are written out because when you see the, what the chart looks like, it's very confusing. There are a lot of symbols in it and numbers (laughs) and there are no words. And so it's very overwhelming to look at, but, um, with casting astrology, they break down the the houses and stuff like that. But um, 
Yeah, that's the main one that I could think of. Okay, cool. And then what about an app? Because you did mention an app. Is there, because I know people are like into, like, you know, they're they're on the go more. So if it's like yeah. an app that they can download, they're, you know. I would say a lot of people love the app. I believe it's called CoStar. Um, I, I I briefly downloaded that when it first came out because mm-hmm. a lot of my clients were talking about it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it looks like, okay. but it seems like that app right there is like very, very digestible. Now, another one that is really good and detailed is Time Passage. Time, um, time what? Time Passage. Oh, Time Passage. Time Passage. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so this will show you um, the, the charts will, but then it'll also like have everything listed for you so that you can see so it'll be like the chart then it'll show planets and it'll show you know your son is is in gemini in the first house and then it'll give you like a summary of what that means and um you're able to just you know keep it on your phone and do other people's charts as well and yeah that's dope that's pretty dope. Um, okay, so let's see. And then, okay, so using your birthday and time, if you could just maybe do like the first two or three houses just so that mm-hmm. we can get a hang of like how it all like flows. Okay. So um, my sun sign is Virgo. And it is in the fourth house. So I I said this earlier that um, those two placements together shows that, you know, I'm very health conscious, but I'm also very maternal and nurturing to a lot of people around me. Kind of like mama energy Mm -hmm. to a lot of people. Mm Um, it shows that I'm very connected to my home because I am in the fourth house. So I really care about like making my home, like my sacred space. Um, and I would love to travel, but like, I'm really cool with being in my hometown and that's what that place will be. And then, um, my moon sign is Gemini. So loving communication but also let me say this with gemini and virgo being both uh ruled by mercury gemini is 